Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Subtitles play. Music plays. Hosts arrive on screen. Episode begins.、Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 265 of Hobby Addicts, the only Hobby Addicts episode where Mitz isn't here because he's once again out in. Actually, he's not hiking up a mountain this time. He's not lost on a deserted island. He's just held hostage by.、Uh, His family? Significant <laughs> other family? Not even his family. I think it's, I think it's、uh, you know, the, the lady friend's family coming in. So he's really got to wine and dine them. It's not like his、right. family where he can just、uh, ignore them and skirt around his <laughs> son responsibilities and do a podcast. No, he actually has to put on a veneer of being an acceptable human being. So instead, it is myself, Mason, and Caroline to run the show into the ground as we are one to do. Uh, yeah, today Caroline's going to be talking about her cold, rainy weekend in Boston, hence why she was out last week.、Uh, glad to hear you survived. And I will be talking about whatever I need to do to fill the rest of the time because who knows <laughs> what, what I did.、Um, Caroline, how's it going? Is it as sweltering for you right now as it is for me? It is pretty hot here. I mean, I haven't stepped outside today because I had no need to, and also because I was trying my best to binge Euro, Eurocamp. Um, but yeah, I, I just turned off my air conditioner because that was not going to work on recording, and it's starting to warm up in here. So hopefully, this is as good as it's going to get, or, or as bad as it's going to get. Is this I mean. is as good as it's going to get. Because when you're in a room with your headphones on, with no AC, your door is closed, like you just start, I don't know, generating more heat than ever. And it's, it's going to hit you at like halfway through the main episode. You're going to be like, I am a. I'm, a, I'm, I'm perspiring quite a bit. I,、uh, I'm not comfortable, but that's. Thanks for the optimism, Mason. <laughs> that's the lengths we go through to,、uh, to bring this podcast、well. to you without background noises the best we can. But with that said,、uh, speaking of it not、this、being weekend, a scorcher, yeah, lay it on yeah, us. Yeah, this weekend's like the polar opposite of my last weekend, which I had、uh, been planning out for a while. My little sister graduated college、uh, a few weeks ago. Woo! So. We were thinking, what should we do to celebrate her graduation? Because they went for my graduation, they got me Jonas Brothers tickets. So we had to match that in,、uh, in funness. Scale and <laughs> so, scope. So, yeah. So I said, how about we take a trip to a city? Because we, you know, whenever we take a trip to somewhere, it's usually like the beach. And I'm like, how about we go to a city? And how about a city that not many of us have been to? So, I suggested Boston, or if that would be too long, I also suggested we just go to Philly. But、uh, Boston, you know, won out. And I'm like, cool. I've been to Boston once before in high school, and it was a lot of fun. So, I, I was excited to go back again. My mother also spent quite a few years in Boston, bef- you know, before she, you know, met my dad and everything. So, she gave us some suggestions on places we should go. And she's excited for us to go to her,、um, you know, the, the place of her glory days. She suggested a bar where she,、um, 
Got ruckus. Got rowdy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of ruckus. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had I, we, we had all these things planned out. We surprised my sister and my cousin, who was also graduating, and that we were all, all five of us were going to go together. Okay, that makes sense, uh, because I was going to ask, you know, you said Boston went out, and I was like, well, does the person graduating, like, shouldn't they get to choose? But since you mentioned it's a <laughs> surprise, I guess that answers my question, so <laughs> go ahead, yeah. sorry. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, so it was the five of us. Uh, we planned it for Memorial Day weekend, which, I mean, isn't the greatest choice because a lot of people are moving around on Memorial Day weekend. Cr- you know, traffic would be crazy. But it also gave us the, a good amount of time, uh, of, like, a fo- like trying to get as many days as possible off our schedule so we can go do this. Mm-hmm. And so we managed to plan it out so that, you see, me and my sister, we live pretty close by to each other. So, um we were going to go. My little sister who had graduated, she was going to be in town that weekend anyway because now she's living with my uncle because that's closer to her upcoming job. It's complicated. But anyway, so my me, my little sister, and my older sister were all together. And my oldest sister who lives in New Jersey um, along with my cousin. Uh, so we were going to take two cars, the three of us here, the two of them there. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. So we, we I told them, we got to leave at like... We are leaving at 11 o'clock to 12, like closest to 11 as possible. And um, we left at 12, 12, 15. Okay. I was, I was going to say, this uh, is 11, a very reasonable time to wake up for. Yeah. I mean, actually, I was at my, I did my, I do my morning show on the radio and uh, it would have been easy. It would have been easier if I was able to do that show and then go, especially since my, the other team, team two, who were coming out of New Jersey, they could not leave until like one o'clock or two o'clock because my oldest sister can't get out of work until that time. So they were going to be around that time anyway. So I decided like, okay, might as well do my morning show, then go. And uh, yeah, we both hit traffic, though team two hit way more traffic than we did. Uh, We had like a four or five hour drive not really all that bad, actually. They had an eight, seven, eight hour drive. It was, <laughs> it was bad for them. Um, but you know, we were rejuvenated by Duncan. We uh, listened to true crime podcasts on the way. It was great. There you uh, go. Did you finish one? Did you like start and finish one collectively? Oh, uh, we were what, listening to Crime Junkies. You know how they have okay. a, you know a couple episodes at a time uh, describing a you know, different crimes and all that. I've actually don't really listen to crime junkies all that much, but my sisters do. And they, as much as they, uh, I don't know if you ever listen to crime junkies, but I have not. uh, Well, maybe I shouldn't get into it because uh, (laughs) it's a different topic. Plenty. I'm still at like the first part of our trip. Okay. Sorry. We're getting too bogged down in the details. Yeah. Go for it though. I want to hear all of them. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, I never knew just how bad Boston drivers were until I spent five minutes in Boston. Because here we are, we're at an intersection. We're heading over to our Airbnb. We just entered like, you know, the the area of Boston. Mm-hmm. And so we are in the left turn lane at this intersection. The lane next to us is supposed to go straight. And I think the lane next to that is supposed to go turn right. We are stuck at a red light. We can't go. This light has been going on forever. We were already annoyed at that. And then, you know, in a break of oncoming traffic, our light still has not turned green yet. Meanwhile, there's this car zipping right next to us in the, you know, going straight lane. And in this break of traffic, which was 
bustling a second ago. They turn left. They're not even in the left turn lane. And the light is not even green. It's like an accumulation of awful driverness. And somehow they survived it. They were very confident about this. <laughs> I mean, it takes a certain boldness to navigate Boston in a vehicle. So at that point, I'd say good driver, just illegal. <laughs> no, it's like asshole driver. Okay. More like it. Um, you got like at least be in the left turn lane. Jesus Christ. Anyway. So we made it to our Airbnb. Finally, my <laughs> my other sister and my cousin arrived like much later, and we decided to get pizza. It was probably the most expensive bad pizza I've ever had. Like they were they were like high quality New York pizza prices for what is basically Domino's. Ooh, uh, it, it, ooh, was, it was nothing not is good. worse than Domino's except for paying more money <laughs> for Domino's. Yeah, I mean. Like we were, like we were expecting at least a, like a decently sized pizza, but we got like the bare minimum of slices for each person because of how expensive it was. It was crazy. Um, yeah, so we got that done. We got you know some some wine and stuff. We were having a good time. Watched a movie. We we're watching War Dogs. Actually, I've never seen it before, but it was pretty good. Uh, and uh, then the next like the next day was going to be our full first full day in Boston. We. Uh, went to the aquarium, spent a little time there. Unfortunately, the shark exhibit was not open, and that was a big bummer. Were the sharks but on holiday? Did they just get part-time leave so. to go in the ocean to <laughs> stretch their legs, the fins? I mean, I have no idea why it's I, It was something to do with COVID, I guess, but I don't see why you can have, you know, all the other exhibits all bustling and not have the shark exhibit open. Yeah, seems kind of sus. It it's really sussy, but <laughs> actually, um, at the beginning of like when, before we even went in, there was this uh, a seal exhibit, uh, and it was like on the outside, and we were looking at this one seal who was at like the bottom of the tank and was not moving, and we were wondering, is this seal alive? And finally, we thought we thought we saw a little 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 rustle, so we think it's sleeping. But I've never seen a sea animal sleeping still you know i thought like you know most animals who that would have to sleep underwater would be you know would have to move their body in order to stay alive right i don't know if they're buoyant enough i guess i haven't i haven't thought about it it's weird it was weird but um yeah so i'm i'm think the seal was alive i'm hoping it was glad it hasn't (laughs) sealed its fate yeah, though we were we were obsessing <laughs> over how uh, they swim on their backs. It was really cute. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that was the the, the aquarium. Then we, um, you know, we walked around for quite a bit. Meanwhile, might I add, it's constantly raining, constantly cold. It's like forty degrees, <laughs> and my cousin didn't even bring a sweatshirt. She's wearing a t-shirt. She had to buy a sweatshirt at the aquarium, and we're like, why did you not even bring anything? You are so under under uh, prepared. Uh, so yeah, we we were uh, kind of teasing her about that. Yeah, so it was absolutely freezing, and we were even stuck in like galing winds and like a storm in that afternoon. Our, my umbrella almost broke. It was so bad. Ooh, that's kind of rough. And, I was going to ask what's yeah. better, like a little cold or a little hot. But it seems like it was more than just oh, it's a little bit nippy out. It was like tumultuous weather almost. At some points, yes. Other points, like, you know, it calmed down mm-hmm. to the point where it was okay. 
But other points, we were just standing in the rain, completely drenched. Uh, yeah, and we were trying to find, at the point where there was galing winds, we were trying to find the site of the Boston Massacre, and I could not find it. I had it loaded in my Google Maps. We are walking around, my umbrella almost broke. We're like, where's the massacre site? And we, 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 we could not find it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so we just went to the Paul Revere house instead. Meanwhile, my sister goes, wait a minute, who's Paul Revere? Like, I know, I like, I know like Paul Revere, but what did he do? Oh, and so you, you walked like, <laughs> like up that hill, like up the like cobblestone road kind of area? Yeah. 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 I know. I know. What, I know Boston. You know, Boston. Boston. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, like. Um, we were teasing my sister over the fact that we went through Paul Revere's actual house and she had no idea who she, who he was. And I'm like, does the British are coming? The British are coming ring a bell? <laughs> um, so, yeah, finally we... Um, what happened after that? I can't even remember. Uh, oh, yeah, we, we, uh, we wanted to go to the bar that my mom was talking about, but it is so freaking busy in there we could not even get into the door it was so busy because there was some sort of soccer game on and uh yeah so we we just quit it there we went instead to a different bar we got sloshed and then we went to (laughs) yeah and then we went to this really nice mexican restaurant knows hopping popular bars like if she recommended a place so popular you couldn't even get in like your mom knows what she's talking about i guess anyway sorry you were saying you got to another place yeah, we went to another bar that was, like, right next to it. Uh, then we we went to this uh, Mexican food place, and it was really good. Like, I know you guys were talking about me swimming in lobster rolls last week on the podcast, but I'll tell you what, did not have a single lobster roll. That's that's fine. I, they're, a little, they're a little pricey for what they are. True. And also, I would have gone for a lobster roll, but my family overall is not a big on seafood. So. Okay. Yeah, we were more looking for comfort food, you know, Mexican and all that. And especially really paired with uh, a fine adult beverage. I think True, Mexican yes. food uh, goes on really well. Were also great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so so we had a great time there. We also went and got a card game called Super Fight, uh, which we'll be paying, playing on the podcast today, sort of, uh, our anime version of, or whatnot. And so we were playing that that night, and the next day... We went to Salem, of the Salem Witch Trials fame. <laughs> have you been to Salem before? I have. Did your sister be like, what, what, what's Salem again? Like, I know Salem, but what's it famous for? No, but that actually does remind me of the time where I was talking about Salem to a friend of mine at work, like, or at the, re- the restaurant I used to work at. And she asked me, like, wait a minute, what, what's Salem all about? Like, what, what's so great about Salem? And I'm like... You know the Salem witch trials, and she's like, "No, what? What's that?" And I'm like, "Ooh, okay." This is the Salem witch trial. Yeah, like it's one thing if you don't know a, a historic site Paul because Revere. of where it happens, but like Salem is in the quote unquote like lexicon title of the Salem witch trials. Like no one just yeah. calls them the witch trials. Like they always include the name because it's the like Salem yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, so that but that did not happen on this trip. Uh, we were, again, being drenched in rain, and the next day was even colder. The rain wasn't as bad, I guess, because we spent some time inside. Uh, you know, we had, you know, a couple of museums to go to, although we did go on a walking ghost tour, uh, which was really fun. We had this guy, uh, I can't even tell you his name because he never really told us his name, 
But he referred to himself as a professor. He's actually a history teacher and in the Salem area. But he is a very uh, quirky individual. Uh, he wears this, like, suit. He had a massive, like, Hot Topic gem ring, I guess you can get from there. Uh, and uh, he had a British accent, but we were trying so hard to figure out all day if it was real or not. We, I still don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he was he was a little bit strange, but overall he was a pretty good tour guide. And yeah, and then we went to the Witch Museum, which uh, wasn't a big hit. That was my idea to go to the Witch Museum, but they were not really driving with it. And after that, we, it was so darn cold, we could not stay any longer. We went back to Boston, we went to dinner, and then we went on another walking ghost tour. I swear, the amount of walking that we did on this weekend where it was absolutely miserable. Like, all the rain for the past two weeks were combined into those two days that we happened to be there. <laughs> Yeah, so it was completely, again, completely drenched. My coat, I had to, like, pretty much wring it out. Um, but, yeah, this ghost tour guide wasn't as quirky, but he was also very nice. Apparently, he grew up in the area where my family is from, so we were just talking to him about that. Um, so, and, uh, yeah, he was pretty cool. And we also went to this bar right before then uh, because we had a couple minutes to spare. We were just walking around. We, we take a look, and there's this sign up ahead. It's called the 21st Amendment. And I'm like, that's a freaking bar if I have not seen one before. Uh, and it was really cool. It was like a little hole in the wall. Uh, we, took a, we took a shot of, um, what's it called? Uh, I can't remember what this what this whiskey is called. It's uh, this peanut butter whiskey. It's really good that we are Ooh, all big fans of. that does sound interesting. I can't tell, I can't, I don't know why I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but anyway, so we just took a quick shot there. We were like, we're totally coming back here after the ghost store. Unfortunately, they already called, uh, you know, they already did their last call before we got there. So we So what, really what time was the second ghost tour? It's like nine o'clock. Uh, it was done around 1030. And the bar was already yeah. shut down? Yeah, uh, maybe it was because, um, you know, with some bars, if it's not as busy, They'll close it down a little bit early. Yeah, I guess most of their clientele is just people coming in to visit, and no one's like staying in Salem to like party. Oh no, no, this this one was in Boston. Oh, okay, sorry. That's, that's uh, yeah, odd, but it was also a Sunday night, so maybe that makes sense then. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so, but it was really fun. We got back to our, our Airbnb, and then the next day we got some breakfast and. Um, you know, I talked to you slightly about uh, Schitt's Creek uh, a while ago, right? Oh, yeah. You remember yeah. the, um, God, the God, waitress in Schitt's Creek? Oh, my goodness. I hate it so much. Uh, no, I'd have you, to look it up. Listen, okay, anyway. I get YouTube ads constantly about, like, Schitt's Creek, and they play the same clip, and it's still the most unfunny thing I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, what's the waitress's name? Her name's Twyla, and she's just a very, I don't know, I don't know how to describe Twyla. She's just a very nice, kind of strange waitress and, um, I guess, you know, quirky in some some ways. We literally met this waitress at this diner we went to for breakfast, and we all said after she took our first order, she is Twyla! (laughs) Okay. So it was pretty funny, but anyway, sorry, moving on. Uh, Yeah, and then we packed up, we got going, and as soon as we left Boston, the sun came out. So, 
Yeah. A lot of irony here. Did the ghost tour walking, like, at least add to the ambiance with the miserable weather? Like, would it would it have hit as well if it was, like, sunshiny and gorgeous and birds were chirping? I mean, maybe, but I wouldn't. Uh, I don't think it was. You'd rather have it be comfortable. A little bit more comfortable. Okay. I mean, if it was during October time, which I'm sure they are just jam-packed with, you know, tours and yes, everything. Yes, can confirm. Uh, I'm sure that would have been, like... Like really cool, uh, I I and honestly, by the end of this whole trip, we have all made the decision that we are going to spend a full weekend in Salem again, if possible, because uh, we only spent really a uh, short time there, like uh, maybe five hours, I guess, uh, and then we had to leave. But T- Salem is such a cute place with a lot of cute little shops and stores and all that. So we were saying like we need to get an Airbnb here next time so i think that is an an, an idea that is in the back of our heads now oh nice well glad it went mostly good despite whatever the weather threw at you yeah yeah it's surprising how well it turned out despite it all being so wet (laughs) (laughs) but yes that was my uh what i was doing while you guys were doing the podcast last week nice so What do, you, what do you have going on, Mason? Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. I finished Demon Souls, the game I was talking about with Mitz last week. It's, uh, it's a good game. I like it. Uh, I don't need to go more into it. Uh, finished Midnight Library, that book I was reading. Also pretty good. Liked it. I don't give it a strong recommendation. It was kind of just whatever. That was the one about the lady who kind of gets to relive all the big important choices of her life and see like what would have turned out differently if she had you know gone to australia or gone on a date with this guy or stayed playing music or kept on being a swimmer and it just it was fine i I wanted it to go a little bit deeper but it's not a bad read and i just really like it because it has like chapters that all of which are like two to three pages long so you feel like you're reading super fast even though it's just a normal book, but whatever. Uh, the big thing I did this weekend, though, is I went to the Chicago Art Institute Museum. Are you big into uh, paintings and sculptures and stuff like that? I am not, though I have heard of this story of this guy like a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. He bought this sculpture for $18,000, but the sculpture is literally nothing. It is a space in I can't even describe it it is some sculpturist uh, (laughs) said that he created this piece called I am $18,000 for nothing I'm looking Uh, this up now this is far more interesting than whatever I was gonna say sculpture what's it called I am oh Italian artist sells non-existent sculpture for $18,000 yep um, like I am not an art, you know, enthusiast by any means, but I can say that is just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go on with your art story. I'm, I'm kind of upset that this, this, uh, you know, whatever I'm reading. That I'm going. I'm just clicking through random news articles, looking for. Okay, this one has a picture of it not existing. Okay. Oh, great. Cool. Uh, yep, that's nothing. Anyway. Yep. Uh, Apparently, it is 4.9 by 4.9 feet. 
Ooh, that's a big lot of nothing. At least you got your money's yeah, worth for that much nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I am hopefully in a month or so, I will be driving back to Connecticut from where I've been staying in the Midwest. So I was like, oh, I should probably start doing things that I can't do after I leave, like go to museums in Chicago. So I went to the Art Institute, which I haven't been since like, I don't know, fifth grade, you know, back when your school just arranges field trips to places that you don't care about when you're a kid because you're 12 years old and you're like, I don't know what modernism is why why do i care you know that kind of thing so it was nice going back and you know it's it's kind of a it's kind of a big deal place i uh spent probably about three hours just walking around looking at stuff and i'm no art kind of sewer or expert like it was a lot of just kind of aimlessly going through exhibits until like something caught my eye and then i'd be like okay time to learn about whatever this is and like Google it and being like, ah, this guy and like get their life story and like background to help appreciate it. But it it was a good time. I my favorites, if you uh, if you are on a computer and want to look up the, the the best stuff I saw, because I'm sure most of this was pretty good. I mean, obviously, they had like real popular stuff like Van Gogh's and uh Pollock's and Fishman's and Roscoe's and Basquiat's, all those like big name people. But obviously the ones I like the most were uh, the Gustav Kaibot, Paris Street Rainy Day, which is a hyper, hyper popular one. It's the one of just random people walking on a street with like umbrellas out as it rains. And it's uh, amazing. It's stupendous. It's it's what's the name of it again? Paris Street Rainy Day. I'm sure you have seen it before, but it's one of like the the first things you see in like the impressionism section. And it's, you know, you often, it's kind of in the same size and vein as the, like the, what is it? The sunny day at the park where everything is done with like a lot of dots and dashes. And it's like, oh, you get up closer and you're like, oh, these aren't strokes. These are like individual, you know, shapes, but that one's really good. Uh, I was a big fan. Obviously, I like the Pollocks, but Ed Clark's Black Lash was super cool. That's one of those weird abstract expressionism ones where they kind of just like whip paint at the canvas and it kind of just makes a massive color. But like it has a lot of like 3D effects because you can see where paint has like elevated and dried and it gives it more like texture, which I think is always pretty neat. Oh, uh, yeah. I, you know, those things that you see Facebook videos of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, for those who like the super flat aesthetic, they did have a Murakami called Mr. Pointy, which I've never been the biggest fan of like super flat. But I guess seeing it in person, there's a lot more. I don't want to say texture, but it's almost like twinkling. You know how. If you see like a marble like granite top or granite top countertop and it like shines differently in the sunlight, it kind of had a lot of that going yeah. on. So it's always and it was also like, I don't know, 20 feet tall and big art is just inherently impressive. 
Mm-hmm. Let's see. They had some dollies, you know, the the melting clocks and visions of eternity and monsters. So all oh, that, yeah. all that cool stuff. Um, the two pieces though that were super cool that I highly recommend people look up, even though I guess I shouldn't say look up because I found them most impressive because I saw them in full scale and size. Uh, is a guy named Ivan Albright, and he has the very wordly or not wordly wordy title called that which i should have done i did not do that which i should have done i did not do it's just this hyper detailed painting of a door that's like i don't know 10 feet tall a couple feet wide and it's just one of those creepy looking it is so so he's like known as like the master of macabre like it's a lot of his stuff is like very demented and just like uneasy to look at. But it, this is one it's of those kind of like Junji Ito esque because of how much details in it. it. This like I think took him like 10 years to do because he just puts so much detail into every single like wrinkle in a hand or like texture on this like silk pattern. Like it's almost disgusting how much time he spends on it. And the whole point is like. LOL, artists spend all this time wasting away to make this beautiful thing, but they don't like live their lives because of it. Here's a thing where I spent my whole life making it and didn't get to go outside because, like, I don't know. But it's it's really cool. That one was neat. And all his works are pretty gruesome and awesome. And the other one, and I'm going to butcher the name of this, but it's, and I don't think you can even look it up. I, I tried looking it up after I got home to make sure I could tell you about it, and I can't find it, so maybe you'll have better... Better luck than me. But it's by Tai Zhangzhou. Zhangzhou. How do you spell that? Uh, T-A-I-X-I-A-N-G-Z-H-O-U. And particularly a piece called Parallel Universes, but I can't find it anywhere online. But it's a series of works of, like, I think, silk screen prints that he applies like ink to and it's very like wispy and you can imagine it on like a folding screen door in like a Mm. Japanese or Chinese house and this thing was I don't know 40 feet long and like six to eight feet high and it was just this massive piece that just stretched out and it's one of those things where there's no like oh here's a person or object it's just these like floating ethereal shapes that just somehow connect and just once again it is big so it is cool and you're just like how how does someone even go about like making something like that and it just was presented in a very powerful way in a nice room like all by itself so it was a a good time so art is cool people who like art are cool and i want to be cool and uh that's my story that's about all we have time for so i wanted to just share it really quickly but i don't know i I feel like on this trip from Chicago to Connecticut on this journey, uh, if people have any places where I should stop at or like, or like, hey, you know, I recommend you like stay in this town and see this, uh, please let me know because I want to make it more of an adventure than just 15 hours of straight driving. So, right. That's, I mean, there's this one place that I know of from when I went to, uh, went to college. I was in, you know, middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, essentially. And kind of like the um, the the tourist attraction that people kind of talk about a lot is Centralia, which I've never been to. And I don't think you can really stay there. And I don't think you're supposed to go there. 
uh, regardless. <laughs> But it is basically a, a coal mining town, and the mine caught on fire one day, and it is still burning and uh, kind of dangerous to be, to be Ooh. honest. But uh, at, a, at one time, you could see the street actually smoking. <laughs> I don't know if it still does that now, but yeah, uh, it's a. I don't know if that's anywhere near your. Uh, you know, tra- your trail it's so. probably kind of near. I think I would need someone to like live in Pennsylvania and be like, "Hey, I live near." there you can like hang out at my place or something and then i could go out of my way but no i have not heard of it this is interesting though near ghost town so it's partially a ghost town i don't know well there used to be a town there but people had to move away because of the uh the danger that it presented when it all caught on fire but there are a couple people that still live there and will and and refuse to move but when when those people eventually you know die it will be a ghost town because I don't think you're supposed to be living there anymore. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm looking up like population and I'm hoping it's like seven. Oh yeah, population <laughs> as of 2019. Okay, this is kind of funny. So population as of 2010, the total is 10, and the estimate for 2019 is 11. And I feel like if there's any town that doesn't need an estimate and they could just count, <laughs> it, this is the one. <laughs> do they think one person is, why do they think one person is going to move there? Or maybe they're like, these two people, like, they're definitely going to fuck. And they're, oh God. <laughs> like, they're like, those things, those people got it going on and no one else will leave. So let's, let's add one maybe in the next nine years and call it 11. I yeah, but know. you can check out pictures of it because there's a, a lot of graffiti artists go there and they paint the highway. Oh, cool. Well, that will do it for uh, (laughs) this kind of all over the place episode. Hopefully, uh, if you check out Boston, you have better weather than Caroline. And if you check out museums, you uh, can explain them better than myself. But anything else before we head off? Because we got a got a special episode to record. Indeed. Uh, Red grapes are better than green grapes. What does is that what the poll said? Did, uh, did I you do a poll? I, I don't know. It was it was a Mitsugis poll. Oh, so okay. It was probably red grapes. I think at a time it was red grapes, but the last time I checked, I think green pulled ahead. But I don't know what the ending result was. Uh, who, uh, you know what? All grapes are good grapes. We, ex- we, ex- <laughs> we accept all of them <laughs> in our household. So uh, with that, I hope you have a good one. We have no music to play us out, uh, except we will in post. So... Have a good one. Bye. Bye.